Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Thank you for listening to the Successful Life Podcast. We have no dues or fees, so please refer this podcast to a friend. Make sure you rate, review, and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with my, uh, Michael Marcy L. What's up, Michael? Dude, this is <laughs> this is going to be one for the bucks. It really is, dude. Michael and I tried to do this so many months ago. It's not even funny. Uh, and by the way, Michael is a uh, a mentor, a speaker, and just really a fucking regular dude. He's just a regular dude, like. Except for he's actually really fucking cool. <laughs> but we tried to do this several months back and the audio got fucked up. And so we're trying, we're, we're not trying, we are doing this thing over again. So we're going to hear a super amazing story today. Michael, let's rock and roll, brother. Dude, we got some things coming. You know, this is what I love too, because, you know, in all honesty, when we jumped on the first time, we were just like, we were just stoked to know each other. You know, it was that new, fresh thing, like a little bromance in the works, you know, <laughs> and it was cool. Um, and we recognized there were some, there were some technological glitches going on. And um, I think everything happens for a reason. You know, what's crazy now is that we have the opportunity to give an, that much better of a show. We know each other better. We're mo- much more comfortable. We know more, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, um, so I'm stoked, man. I'm glad we get to do this. I'm glad we can make it happen. You know, you literally messaged me this morning, like, dude, your episode is jacked. It's no <laughs> way. No how. Like, and I, the funny thing is, can't we, like, if anybody's in business, you do, you know, live recordings, you do all those things. And it's like, we know, we know that things happen and rescheduling all that stuff. And, like, is there any way we can do another one here soon? And I was like, how's one thirty Mountain Standard Time today? And we were like, Lock it in. It just lined up. So uh, here we are, man. Let's let's go. Yeah, dude. So go ahead. Let's go ahead and take take us right back to uh, the beginning, dude. I can't. I'm so stoked. So you know, I'm a regular dude, regular guy. Um, I was originally born in Chicago, Illinois. And, um, you know, for me, childhood, you know, I use that word regular because regular is like, what does the majority look like? You know, um, 
We've got, you know, for me anyway, it was, it was divorce. So my, my parents divorced when I was two and a half years old, um, older brother, younger sister, middle child. And that, you know, by all standard, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce, all this, the stats might be different than that, but you know, in all accounts, that's regular. Now it's normal. It's, it's now typical. Um, we ended up moving to a South suburb closer to my grandma. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of lessons with my, my grandma. Um, she was a big influence in my, my, you know, 15, 16 and younger days. And, uh, you know, she passed away when I was 16, actually. And here's where, here's where I actually really want to take the story. This is going to go deeper than we went last time. But when I say regular dude, I mean, I've been through some stuff, you know, I, I've not met one person that hasn't really been through anything. Um, you know, we all have our things as, you know, big or as small as they are, they affect us. And so for me, I always kind of carried this chip on my shoulder. Like, am I different than everyone else? Because I've been through some stuff and, you know, come to, come to realize everybody's got their stuff. Well, here's where I think the story gets really interesting is that for me, I always was looking for validation. I didn't have a dad to do it for me. Um, I, you know, I didn't have my grandma. My mom was always working. My older brother always in sports. My younger sister was just like, you know, my, my little, my little kid sister that I I protected, you know, and that was kind of it. And I found my validation in overperforming, whether it was in school, always getting straight A's, whether it was sports, always got to be the best, whether it was, I mean, literally anything I would take on, I just dove in. Um, I was just looking for the validation. I didn't even care really about being the best. Sometimes it was just, just tell me I did a good job. Tell me I, I'm great at something, you know, recognize. Well, so now did you recognize that at the beginning, you know, when you were younger, did you recognize that, that you could get that validation by just kicking ass at everything? Um, I, I don't know if I ever actually fully recognized it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't know if it was ever like, ah, I got it. Thanks for the, you know, yeah. pat on the head, you know, like, right. I don't think I ever really got it then for sure. I just kept going. Um, you know, I, I, I got a job when I was 14. Um, and even there it was like, I busted my everything, uh, at the job, you know, and, um, now, now fast forward a little bit now going through a little bit of life. Um, I won't go into so much detail on some of these things, but uh, when I was 16, I, I mean, that was a life-changing, 15, 16, that was a life-changing kind of year for me um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I pushed myself even harder. Um, I couldn't wait to get to college because I thought, well, maybe when I get to college, that's where I'll, I'll start to fit in, you know, because people that go to college, they want to be there, right? They're choosing to be there. Maybe they're going to be like me just after it all the time. <laughs> and I got to college and it was just like, okay, everybody's now relaxed. Like they're, they finally made it, you know, and you know what happens when you cross a finish line, you relax a little bit. You take the, 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 you know, the pedal off the, off the bottom of that, that floor. And, um, that wasn't me. I was trying to go harder and it was just clear, man, I didn't fit in again. Uh, and that was hard. It was a hard pill to swallow. Cause I thought I was going to, that was going to be my thing. Um, so two years in, I ended up leaving school. I just couldn't do it anymore. I, I, I recognized I wasn't, that wasn't a fit for me. And um, I started to look for the next thing. 
um, the next thing for me turned out to be a, uh, a friendship that turned into business. This person was starting their own business or at least had five years ago and needed some help getting it bigger. And I was like, Hey, well, we're friends. We should do this thing. And we did it. We did it really well. Um, we kind of took that, that company from zero to half a million in sales really quickly. Um, and you know, again, pedal of the metal, man, I'm just going, I'm just going. And, you know, at the time, like as a, as a provider, as a man, I'm like, I'm all in, this is amazing. You know, oh my gosh, I, I'm attracting these amazing women into my life. This is cool. Okay, let's go. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, got really serious with one. We, uh, we got engaged, um, eventually had my daughter, Lexi, who's now seven years old. And that's when it really hit me, you know? So at this point we had sold the previous company and I had leveraged my success and my skill sets to work with much, much larger companies. The last, uh, the last company I consulted with, uh, started at $300 million a year. And the four years that I was with them, uh, ended up at $400 million a year. So it was a pretty cool little jump. Um, and as you can imagine when you're 24, 23 years old, um, you know, until I was 28, uh, you know, working with this company and doing some really cool things. Well, you're the young hotshot consultant, dude. Oh my gosh, you're pregnant. You got a little baby coming. Oh my gosh. Life is amazing. You're feeling good. That validation I was looking for is just head over heels everywhere. You know, the money was great. Life was great. Trips, the timeshares for some odd reason that we picked up, you know, the cars, like all the stuff, right? Yeah, living the dream, you know, living the life I, I didn't or couldn't maybe have when I was a kid. And so here's the, here's the hard part. When you are in your daughter's life and you, the only time you see her is when she's in bed, you know, I, I was missing her eyeballs. I didn't see eyeballs. She was asleep in the morning when I went to work. She was asleep when I got back. And, and, and I'm like, whoa, I, am I replaying my childhood with my own daughter? And I'm here. I, I physically can be here for her. Um, you know, and, and that, that, didn't, that didn't sit right with me. It didn't sit right with me because, again, I'm, I'm shooting for doing the best at everything. And I recognized in that moment that I wasn't doing the best by my daughter um, and, and really for the relationship I was in my marriage. Um, and so there's a lot that's that we could unpack with that, but that's the story leading up till about six years ago, the big ahas that I kind of, well, so let me just pause you just one second. You know, I always wonder because I, I struggle with that. I, I don't struggle with it. I just don't do a very good job with the whole work life balance because, I, I like you, I'm all in, but, but right now I'm all into what I'm doing opposed to all into everything else. And right now, literally currently, I like my wife's like, dude, like, fuck. Like I don't, eh, I don't see you and you're six feet across the hall from me. And like, we don't see each other other than passing each other, you know, to go to the bathroom. And so it's a really hard part. It's really hard for me. So anyway, I feel exactly what you were going through and, and I'm excited to hear what happened.
Attention contractors of the Successful Life Podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com, and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. So this is good. Um, if it's resonating with you, this will resonate with a lot of people then. Um, so here's the cool, the good news is though that I had to recognize that there isn't balance. Balance means that everything's perfectly even everywhere. Um, and that is definitely not life, right? It's, it's just never like that. And so I've always looked at it as a teeter. You know, it's either going one way or the other. And, if, and it kind of goes in the direction that we want it to. Um, and sometimes it goes in the way that it needs to. Um, which is different than what we want, but you know, we, we get to look at it for what it is that, you know, for me, I saw that my teeter was all the way business. It was all in, it was like, I'll see you on my days off. So we're good. But like what I needed though, it started to show up. We started to teeter back where it was like, I needed to be with my family. I didn't want that I wanted to be building my, my businesses. I wanted to be focused there, but it was different than what I needed. And that discord really showed up in the relationship. We went through, um, you know, a good solid year, kind of a rough, rough patch, if you will. Um, and ultimately what ended up happening is I saw it firsthand when my daughter's walking and I had to see it on video, you know, you mean for the first time. The, yeah, I'm like, I, oh. why, why am I not there for this? You know, um, literally, it was the day that was that my daughter was born. There was a uh, a huge um, uh, audit for the company, and literally an hour or two after she's born, I'm getting blown up saying We're, the audit is today. We need you in, you know. And I'm like, damn, like that's two hours into my daughter's life, and I'm already setting the tone for what's to come, you know, that's insane to me. And, you know, I could easily justify it. I'd only take three hours, you know, no big deal, but that was half of her life. Right. (laughs) At that point, for sure. At that point, that was half of her existence on this planet. Are you kidding me? And so, you know, consciously and subconsciously, I was setting the tone for everything that was to come after that. So fast forward, you know, she's almost a year old now. I end up leaving, I shouldn't say leaving, but I didn't renew my consulting contract. And I was like, I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to spend with family. I'm going to, I'm going to relax. I've been working since I was 14. Uh, You know, so at this point it's been a, it's been a stint, you know, and so I'm going to, I'm going to take some me time. And what I found in that me time was that I didn't know who I was um, anymore because I was the young hotshot consultant dude, but I'm not anymore. Right. You know, I, I, I used to be the guy that was great at sports. Well, I hadn't been in a gym in like three years. You know, I, I used to be all, you know, I, it, the used to popped up and I was like, well, but who am I now? And I couldn't, I couldn't answer it. And instead of like diving in and trying to figure it out, I did the opposite. I, I, I you know, pacified myself every way I could. I'd, I, was, I was sleeping in a little too long. I was eating a little too much. I was, you know, just kind of turning my, you know, a blind eye to all those, all those things that were self-medicating really. And, you know, within a couple of months went through separation uh, and eventual divorce, sold off all the stuff 
um, got my own apartment. And now, you know, for some dudes out there, like, oh, dude, you're free. You can go date. You can, you know, do whatever it is you want. Okay. Might be true, but isn't that more pacification of the real issue? The real issue was, was not, oh, my marriage. She didn't understand the entrepreneurial life, you know. Uh, it wasn't, um, oh, you know, the gym, like I'm still in pretty good shape. So like, I don't really need to go to the gym. It wasn't relationships. Ah, I haven't hung out with my guy friends in like a year. Like they're busy. I'm busy. You know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't just all the external anymore. Right. Now I was like, okay, I think there might be something going on with me. Again, I'm not going to think about it. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to fill my time with doing even more. So I started another business. Um, I started a networking group out here in Utah um, that grew very well. We had 1,300 members in this group, and we had you know two, three, four different events every every month. But it's funny what happens externally. You know, success results when when you're depleted here. They don't show up. Not not really. It has the markings of success. It looks like it, but it's not real. You know, it, it doesn't land. It's not fulfilling. Um, it, it, it can't because it's the external. It's got to come from inside. It's an inside job. And for me, I just kept filling myself up or trying to fill myself up with, with other things. I, I did go on dates. I had, I had a ton of dates. And there are all these amazing people, but I couldn't handle that either. You right. know, uh, those weren't going to turn into successful relationships either because I wasn't there yet. So that's, you know, that's the, the five to six years ago now. Um, and over that year, I mean, talk about sliding into depression. I, I, I slipped right into that bubble bath and didn't understand. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't know that I was depressed, um, until gosh, like literally close to that year mark. Um, when they evicted me from my apartment for not paying my, my rent for three months, um, when my phone was shut off because I wasn't paying my, my bill, um, you know, I didn't have car insurance. Uh, I was barely paying my car. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Relationally, spiritually, physically, financially, relationally depleted. There's something happening. And it took me, you know, going, you know, and sleeping in my car that night to really get it. Like, that's when it hit me. I was like, okay, got it. I'm in this circumstance or situation, but I am not my circumstance. I'm not my situation. I am different than this. Okay. Let, but I don't know what, I don't know what that really means. I don't know what that really looks like. Physically sleeping in your car. Physically and Cause you had no where else to go. That was it. And you only had that because they hadn't took it yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and you know, the reality, like, I, I knew people. I had 1,300 people in my networking group. You know, I, I had people in my life, but I felt so alone. Well, you couldn't ask them because no. then you would look weak. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> way. Pride, ego. Right. Nothing's good. Hey, Michael, how's everything? Oh, dude, good. Couldn't be better. Right. I, I can't even think of one way my life could be better right now. <laughs> like, that's how good it was. Um, and that's why I, I, I giggle and I'm like, Hey man, what's up? I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Life's good. Life's good. I'm like, okay, but tell me like, how's life for real? Like, is it like, for, if it's good, then great. But like, if it's not, let's get, let's get there like ASAP because we can change this thing right now. 
Um, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a mindset coach. I'm a business guy. Um, and so, but, but businesses are run by people. So I get fascinated by this stuff. I've been through it. I've lived through some stuff. And here's the craziest thing, man. And this is what we talked about on the, on the last, the last, the hidden show, we'll call it. Right. So what is the worst thing that could happen to you as a man, as a person, um, you know, when you're evicted, uh, one is anybody finding out about it. Um, that's, that's horrific. No, you can't tell anyone. Right. Um, but it's not even that it's not even the fact that I was sleeping in my car. I didn't mind it. I was in that place in my life where I didn't care. You know, I was numb to everything. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to sleep in the Walmart parking lot because it's 24 hours and I feel safer there. Okay. I can do that. What really hurts is when four days later, it's your weekend with your daughter. Oh, okay. that hurts. Um, that's the day you dread because you, you're telling me that you, you know, as, as the guy that wants to be in your daughter's life and take care of her in ways that your dad couldn't and and in all, in a lot of cases wouldn't for you, you're not showing up anymore. Okay. So when I pick her up for our, you know, quote unquote, our weekend, um, you know, I, I did tell my, my former wife that like, Hey, we're, I'm just, I can't bring her to my apartment. I'm not there anymore. And I'm just going to take her. We're going to get some food and hang out for as long as I can and, and bring her back. You know, so when I pick up my daughter, who's like a year and a half, year and three quarters, um, and I pick her up and I tell her like, hey, we're going to go get some food and then I'm going to bring you back to your mom. And she asks why. I can't lie to my daughter. So I, I tell her, I'm like, well, I don't have my apartment and I don't have anywhere to take you. So we're going to do that and we're going to go back to her mama's. And this is the coolest thing. She is the smartest little girl. Like she's seven now. And I I promise you, like she, she goes to school because she has to just because like she has to go to school, not because she needs to, like she, she reads at a fifth grade level. Like she's so smart. And so here she is a year and three quarters. And she looks at me through the rear view mirror and she's looking at my soul, dude, I promise. Like she's not even looking at my eyeballs anymore she's looking right into me and she she knows what i'm saying and she's like well daddy why don't you just make more money and i chuckle i laugh uh my head explodes because what i'm hearing is like what are you doing though like are you doing something that would produce a result that you want and that's what i needed man i needed to hear from the person i love the most like the question is, what are you doing about it? Like, if you say you love me, you say you want to take care of me, what are you doing about it? How are you really showing up? And dude, that one sentence is that, I mean, that changed my life. Literally, this is five years ago now. And within the next 72 hours, I had started a new business that was totally what I wanted to create. Um, reached out to 10 people that I knew I could help. And five of them agreed to pay me a thousand dollars each to help them with their business, to help them get their idea fleshed out. Things that I knew I was good at. I could point to the results and the successes from and knew I could recreate that. And before I knew it, um, you know, making five grand in a couple of days, you know, being able to pay off some debts, get my phone back on, you know, that was the win I needed. That That's the perspective shift that deserved to happen 
so that I could, I could actually take care of my daughter and, and live life again. Wow. That's incredible. And so, you know, I, I, it, what's interesting about part of what you said is that year that you said that, that you, you went through that dark phase and you didn't really know that it was a dark phase. I just got out of that meaning literally um, I, I, I left my hormone clinic in October of 18 and up until I went to the RT live on October 26, 2019, even though I was doing shit, I was literally, I was in, uh, I, I like to say, I guess like a, a in, like a mini de- depressed state. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to even explain. And I haven't, other than on here, I haven't really talked about it a lot. Um, but I can, I like, I'm, I'm, I totally identify with exactly what you went through. And it's, you, you can't, like you said, you know, it was, Fortunately, I had a wife that was cool enough and and great that I, you know, she never put any pressure on me. She never said, hey, you need to, like, pull your head out of your ass and go get a job. You need to, she went, you need to follow your fucking dream. Like, you're, this is your chance. She's like, you've worked your fucking ass off since I've known you. Here's your opportunity to do what you really, really want to do. And guess what? I'm not going to let you not do what you really, really want to do. And it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Well, and you know what's, I think, the most fascinating part about this is that um, when you're inside the jar, you can't see the label. When you're inside the jar, you can't see the label, meaning when you're in the thick of whatever it is, you can't see it. I mean, you know, just like inside, okay, maybe it's a glass jar. Maybe you can kind of see through. It's a little transparent so you can see through that label and you kind of get an idea of what's going on, but you don't really. And so, you know, this is this is why I love the word community. This is why I love hiring uh, mentors and coaches of my own um, because we need that outside perspective, especially from people that are in our life, like your wife, like our friends, like our fill in the blank, the person or people um, that love us enough to be able to tell us those things. And we have enough respect for that. We will take it. You know, um, if somebody, if some Joe Schmo off the, off the street said, Michael, uh, seems like you might be a little depressed. I would have laughed and, and said, uh, are you kidding me? Look at my life. It's pretty cool. I'm in defense mode. I'm running this big networking group and, 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 uh, you know, but if, if it were, you know, Corey shows up and we're like, Michael, dude, something's going on. We need to figure this out. I'd be like, what, what is it? Tell me. Like, I would be interested. I want to know. That's why, that's why those relationships are so important. You know, we always hear like all the fluffy things, like, you know, get rid of toxic people or make sure you have the right circle or you're the average of the five people and all these things. And, um, I don't really like none of those things are hundred percent true for me until you have the right people around you are absolutely the average of the five people that that you're willing to spend the most time with because you're willing it you are allowing that 
that new thing in your life or that, that whatever that the results are. And for me, like spiritually, if I want to increase there, I'm not going to hang out with spiritually depleted people, you know, because I love myself and I want that growth. If I don't love myself or I don't want that growth, I don't need to hang out with amazing spiritual people. <laughs> right. But I, there's no perceived need for that. So who, who cares? Right. Right. But it's until, and this is why, you know, successful life, that's the name of this show. Sure. The people that are listening to this either want that, have that, or want more of it. And this is, I already know that this is resonating to the point where, you know, we're looking, we get to have those people in our corner that are willing to bust us up a little bit, um, willing to, to tell us in the way that, that we need to, that because they, we've given them that authority to, to be able to say, Hey man, your, your, your edge, you, you've lost a little bit, you know? Um, Hey, you said you were going to blank. Has that happened? You know, um, here's, here's the standard at which you set. How can I hold you accountable to that? You know, I, I did a podcast this morning where somebody was, uh, the host said something like he just wants people to know who, who to tell on him to, you know, like for him, it's like, he's got a, a good friend. And so, you know, sometimes his wife can't say the thing that he needs to hear. Right. So, so true. So the wife already knows, hey, you go to Jeff and Jeff talks to Mitch, you know? Right. So when you said That's that earlier. Right. Yeah. Because there's love, because we want, and because we've given that permission, we've said, hey, babe, I can't, when you say like this, one, two, and three about business, I'm not going to hear you. Um, because I'm the person moving this business forward um, because you don't have the experience or I don't see, but you do have, there's validity to what you're sharing. I just won't be able to hear you go tell Matt, you know, and Matt and I will have that conversation. I will be able to hear it. And it's not a disrespect because I'm when it, when it comes time to talk about nutrition and fitness, I'm going to take your words on it. When it comes to business, talk to Matt and Matt will talk to me because I will, I will hear it that way. Boom, communication. But yeah. here's the thing about communication. That might feel weak. It might even feel disrespectful. But when you preface all this by saying, hey, babe, I love you. Okay. I love this. I want this thing to be amazing. And I'm trying to grow this thing. So this word balance, it might be a teeter. I might be teetering in the business because, hey, I want, I want this for us. Right. Because I love you, I am doing this. And I don't want it to be by words only. I want, it to, I want to show up in action. Um, but here's the truth. I feel like I could be burned out a little bit. Like, you know, here's what's really going on. And that's the coolest thing. It's communication out of love. And it doesn't weaken us as communicators. It strengthens all the results, you know? And it's not until we're willing to, to take a step back and, and be able to communicate at that level where then now we can see the result we're looking for. And and, so, you know, and especially for the men that are listening, I mean, you know, as men, we suck ass at taking, um, you know, at communicating our feelings. Mm. You know, I will close up all fucking day and not tell anybody yep. and just be, you know, getting pounded inside and just stand there like a man, so to speak, and take it. And the reality is I may could just send you a voice note saying, hey, Michael, this is exactly what I'm feeling right the fuck now. And I just need to let you fucking know and meaning about myself. And that may be it. 
That may be all I needed, or I may just need to hear that voice note back. And then it's, everything's okay. You know what I mean? But it's, it's really that easy. It's really that easy. It, it's, it is that easy, but not always that simple, right? Fair. Um, and that's why this conversation becomes that much more valuable. Um, you know, cause we're, we're all human. We all go through it. We all go through some things. And those of us that are listening that have those circles that have those communities that, that has that one person or that those, those one specific people that, you know, that they go to, um, we recognize it. And this is why community of the right people is so important um, because it, you know, I, I can't give it up to Matt to be my, my one and only mentor in every area of my life. He's human. He's not going to, he's not going to mentor me on how to crochet, you right. know, but he will kick my butt in business, right? Like he will hold me accountable. Um, and so when, when we start looking at some of these things, um, it, it, it is that easy to be able to send a voice message to someone or send that text or call someone. The, the function of it is easy. The, the not so simple part is, are we willing to communicate that clearly take off all the masks and be real about it. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that nothing changes if we keep the, the charade up. Um, it can't because people will, I mean, inherently we're trusting people, you know? So when somebody tells me like, wow, yeah, I'm doing really well. Oh, that's awesome, dude. We'll keep going. All right. See you later. Right. They'll believe it. Sure. You know, I, like I, I say that, um, you know, rich people and, and, and broke people look the exact same to me um, uh, in almost every regard. And there's almost, it's almost impossible to tell the difference um, without seeing a bank account um, because, and sometimes not even in the bank account, you still can't tell um, because, you know, Hey, when I was broke, meaning I wasn't earning an income, but I had some money in the bank. Guess what I was doing? Got the new car, bought a couple custom suits from my bro. Uh, taking girls on these nice dates, looking, we're looking fresh, right? Like right. I was broke <laughs> running a 1300 person networking event, you know, making, you know, a couple hundred bucks from each event that was split three ways, you know, like <laughs> I was broke. Right. right. On the outside, if I were to say, dude, things are good, man. So good. Well, no, they weren't, right? And so, right. yes, do I understand brand and, you know, perception and things like that? Of course. But there's a reality here that a lot of people are putting off that false perception, that false reality. And this is why, this is where I take my business. So when I work with coaches, when I work with speakers, we, we first of all, I usually work with people that have already done some work and... Now they're at the place where, hey, I'm super freaking great at this. And I just want to coach more people. I want to help more people through this stuff. Um, you know, whether they come from another industry and they want to start coaching or they already have a coaching business, but they want to grow that. My job is to get the branding, the visuals, the content, the videos, the, their courses, their offers, their programs, all completely on point, on brand, as I would say, with who they are for real. Um, just on a personal thing. When I build something that's not mine, that's burnout. That's, that's code for burnout. When I build something that is like a fuck yeah, yeah, all day, 
So what do you mean when you build something? So, so go back on that. Uh, The first thing that you said, when you build something for somebody else, is that what you said? Well, when I build something that isn't, that's not in alignment with who I am. Okay. Give me an example. That's, I I just forgot exactly what you said. For example, if I, if I said, Hey, Corey, I'm launching this thing. It's called Crocheters United. It's a bomb. Right. I, I'm a, I can market it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can sell the thing, but now I have to like coach you on how to do a crocheting, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't want to hang out with like the, the 30 to 70 year old, like person that wants to crochet. I just, I, that's not my thing. Sure. At some point I will experience burnout because I'm continually doing the thing that's not meant for me. Okay. <sighs> Um, I will continually being talking a game that I've known nothing about. Um, I will eventually be seen as the person that I am, you know? And so when I say regular dude, I'm tr- I, like, Corey, last conversation we had went very similar to this. Same energy, same yeah. kind of interaction. When I'm on stage, same thing. When I'm hanging out with my daughter, same thing. Although I'm pl- usually like, I'm a zombie and I'm, I'm like, you know, fumbling <laughs> around and like trying to, you know, get her or whatever. You know, when I'm with my girlfriend, same conversation. Like we have some pretty intense conversation. Um, you know, when I'm at the store checking out at Costco, same guy. That's that's doable for me. Sure. I can be me. I can do that every day, all the time. So when when we were talking before this, you were like 200 plus stages. Now it's 208 as of Friday. When I stepping on stepping onto 208 stages, the way I do it, which means showing up early, connecting with people, interacting, having a real conversation, then doing the hour, the, the 45 minutes, the 90 minute talk, and then connecting afterwards and having people take you to dinner or to drinks and then waking up early the next day to check out of the hotel and catch the flight for the, you know, the five hour journey. Um, that's not easy, um, but it is rather simple when you freaking love it. Right. Right. That's what I mean by building it on brand. So, you know, that's where I, that's why it's so important for me to work with people. Um, and this, like, I, 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 I know that I have no competition now because, um, unless you're willing to have gone through life a bit and you're willing to drop the charade and you're willing to treat your client like that's gold and you want them to win and you're willing to do it at all costs because you know what that means for them and their family and their legacy, unless you're willing to put your reputation on the line that you do phenomenal work, um, unless you're willing to sacrifice personally, unless you're willing to do all of the things that I've done, I have no competition. Now there are some amazing people out there and this is what I love. Those are my friends, right? Those are the circle. Those are the people that know what's going on for real and will say something if it's, if they see something. And so when I get to work with clients, dude, we're building some awesome things based on that kind of approach. And, um, and that's where, you know, if you're looking at your life and you're like, man, I've, I got the job. Ugh, like I, I'm, I've been done for a year or two years or five years or whatever. Well, you know, now it's, now this is a great time to open up that communication with your people. Um, if you don't have those people, if you're a single person, you don't have that significant other family isn't a thing or, you don't have that one per even that one person to go to. This is why Corey and I put out content like this. We want to be a resource. If it's not us, if we're not your people, guess what? Corey, you've interviewed some freaking phenomenal people. 
Um, we happen to know people that we can connect you with, you know, so I may not be able to respond every time, Corey, when you send me a voice message, but I listen to every one of them. I know oh, what's up, yep. right? Yes. We have that communication and, um, and we get to have those conversations like, dude, today is brutal. <laughs> you know, we can talk about it. Right. For sure. You know, you know? so, so what would you say to a guy that maybe that's listening to this and, and maybe he's in this situation and he's in that, that, that place where he's questioning whether he's, you know, going to make it or not going to make it. And, and he really doesn't know, you know, he doesn't have those five friends. He doesn't have those five people, you know, what do you tell him to do? You know, if he, if he's listening right now, what does he do? I will give you some sage advice that uh, I learned from a, a 1.75 year old. Um, go do something. Go move the needle. You know, um, I, I won't say make more money because that might not be your thing. Um, but ask yourself, really, like, what do you what are you doing to change it? Um, uh, and do the things you love. Like like for me in business, I would say go network. Pull up Facebook or Meetup and look at some events that are going on that 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 seem like oh these are my people or this is exciting or whatever and get in person with people. Um, I would also I would also advise you to kind of prime yourself to just come come as you are for real um, because now these people don't know you right. If you don't have those friends, you don't even have to worry about the the perceptions and and the what ifs and the thoughts. How cool is it when I meet somebody and they're like, dude, I'm just starting like. I'd launched a thing. It's failing. Um, I'm, I'm paying money to run my business and I don't even, I don't know. Guess what? I don't judge them. I don't look down on them. I'm like, now I know I can pour into you and I know where you're at so I can do it effectively. That's what people are all about. The right people will show up and, and, and really step up. So get in person with people as much as you can. That in a lot of ways gets you out of your comfort zone of the, the four walls you live in. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll activate some things. Uh, and when you meet that one person even, and sometimes it is, you know, you could be in a room of a hundred people and it's just that one person that you connected with connect for real, like go in, make sure they know not out of desperation, but out of, um, you know, the, the foresight that like, Hey, I, I, I don't even know where I'm trying to go. I don't know what's next, but you feel like a person I, I need to connect with. And, and, and bring value to them. Ask them questions like, what, what can I do to bring some value to you? Um, you know, hey, I, I want to be a speaker. I know that you're speaking. Next time you're speaking in my state, my whatever, I'd love to just come and be part of your team. You know, if I can just be there uh, in whatever capacity, um, you know, here's some of my skill sets that I can, that I can throw your way. And that stuff's cool. Like, th these are real relationships being built. So long story short, if you take nothing away from that, get in person with some people that, that, that's the, that's the real test that, I mean, you can do it on Facebook, but get out of your house, get out of your apartment, get out of your office and, and meet up with some people. That's it. You just said something that is so ridiculous that you had to say it for me to realize it. So, you know, as I told you before we started this call, I'm speaking uh, February 14th and, and it's, it's my first, like legitimate speaking engagement and, oh. and we're, yeah. So it should be, you know, it, who knows how it's going to turn out. I'm sure it's going to be fabulous, but we'll see. But, but I never thought about never in my life have thought about finding somebody like yourself and saying, Hey, 
let me figure out where the fuck he's going this year and see how I can help him on his at his events. And guess what? This is the kicker. I've went and crewed for Tony Robbins. And it took you saying that for me to click and say, oh, wait, there is another way. Because it's not like I'm going to get to follow Tony Robbins around. I mean, you know, that event was uh, absolutely a life-changing event for me. It was amazing. I wouldn't, I mean, it's unreal. It's probably not a day that goes by that I don't think about it for various reasons. Um, But it never dawned on me to offer to do that for somebody. I don't know why. And then the other thing that came to mind is when somebody, you know, I hear Bradley, you know, I interviewed Bradley. He's a trip. He's definitely a trip. Uh, and I'm going to be on his show um, in April. Right. So super cool. Um, but, you know, one thing he always says is he says, you know, I don't understand why people send me messages or, or, or text me and say, how can I add value to you? And he's like, if I have to think about how you're going to add value to my life, I don't really need, I don't need to take the time to think about all that shit because mm-hmm. I got all right. I'm too busy. So if I have to think about how to tell you to add value, then that takes away from me. It's one of the worst questions you can ask somebody that's, that's moving and shaking. Cause right. like you said, if they have to, if they have to figure it out, if they have to ask what value you bring, then you don't right. already intrinsically. So dude, and, and this is what I love too. Cause you're, you're already kind of doing these things. You're already like offering value to people. That's amazing. Um, and, and, and this is the coolest thing. Like, honestly, like I, I think, and this is just real time. So we had an event that we're now doing annually on new year's Eve and new year's day. It was phenomenal. It was a great first time. Like I've spoken on 200 stages at that point and to run my first event was exhilarating. It like fed me, it fed the people that showed up. It was awesome, you know, to have these, you know, 75 entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers, like showing up. On those two dates uh, of all dates uh, was was big for a lot of reasons. Did you say the and, dates yet? I don't know. If, did you did you just say? I don't think you said the dates because it's important that you say New the dates. Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Yes, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And right? why? Why did you choose that? This is the best fucking answer a human being could give. Is what he's about to tell you why. I don't even know if you know the full answer. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the front facing answer and I'm going to give you the real answer. Okay. Perfect. Okay. This is going to get cray. Yeah. Let's do it. It ties into what we just talked about. So for me, I, I just wanted, I wanted to be around some, some producers. I wanted to be around some people that were willing to show up on new year's Eve and new year's day. Um, but I also, I like to do things a little differently. You know, um, I, I asked myself, I was like, you know what? Those are the types of people I want to be with. Okay. But why would they come to my event? What possible reason could they be like, why, why, you know, there's a ton of events out there. And, um, I was looking at the landscape of some things and I'll tell you why here in a second, but new year's Eve and new year's day, right? It's the only event of its kind on new year's Eve. It's the only event like it on new year's day. It's the only event that spanned two different years. The only event to have spanned two different decades, Okay. Those are some, some big accolades I can throw out. It's the, it's four of the, like one event and four records now. 
That's huge. That, that nobody else can take away from this event. It's pretty cool. And the people that came, I'm telling you, dude, any one of them could have stepped on stage and would have rocked a 45-minute talk. They're phenomenal human beings. People that have literally run multi, you know, 11, 12-figure companies, you know, sold companies for hundreds of millions of dollars. People that um, are, are currently, like one of them owns a freaking airline, you know, like some <laughs> real people that came. Oh, wow. I know, crazy. But let me tell you something that I, I only told the people that attended the event. Five years ago, in some change, you know, coming to the end of this, this, depressed, this depressed kind of season, um, before picking up my daughter, when I was being evicted four days before, I sat there and I was like, okay, Michael, you're not, you're in the situation, you're not, you aren't the situation. But here's a promise. If you don't, if you get to New Year's Eve and things aren't different, I think that's the end. I think that's the day that you just end it. Like, like, like game over. Done. Michael doesn't exist in this world anymore. Right. Okay. And this Pretty was serious. this what what? And this was four days before then. Yeah, four days before picking up my daughter. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember the date we're talking about here? You- gosh, this this would have been sometime in. August, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Month. That was month is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I pick up, I pick up my daughter. We're going to have some food, whatever. But she tells me that she's like, daddy, go, go make some money. Ahead, head blows up. I go and I make some money the next three days. Things start to pick up. Got on my first podcast, was asked to speak more clients on like rolling out work, being productive doing something, paying bills, being a productive member of society, New Year's Eve comes up. Dude, I just, I just, I chuckled. I was like, how crazy, how much different could my life, could my daughter's life have been if I wasn't evicted from my apartment? If I didn't have to go through, you know, that almost year long journey. I'm so grateful because here I am, I'm in a different headspace altogether. And isn't it funny that five years later, I'm running an event of my own filled with some incredible people that have also gone through a little bit of life, having you know been requested to speak on all these cool stages with all these amazing people. How funny. And I got to share that time with 75 amazing people that we all got to celebrate going to this new decade together. That's freaking epic. And something that like, when I say that, that our life happens for us, it's, it's because it's true. Um, We don't always see it when we're inside the jar. So for any, anybody listening that might be in that season or entering into that, that kind of part of their life, just know that from this regular person to this regular person listening, you might be in it, but just know one day you're going to chuckle about the day that you're in. You're going to chuckle about the plan you had. You're going to chuckle about, you know, the seemingly dire situation that you're in. But I guarantee if you're willing to just be real, if you're willing to put in that effort, if you're willing to get in, in you know, vulnerable and, and share with some people, get some people on your team how things can change. 
yeah. in a matter of days, in a matter of hours, in a matter of minutes. You know, it, it, life can be different as you know it um, if you stay that course. And I, I promise you, if a regular dude like me can do it, a regular you can also. Um, it's it's the truth because I'm here. For sure, dude. You know, and that's gr- su- such great advice. And I mean, that's an inspiration in itself, just knowing that you where you went in, you know, in five years. And did you did you tell us the name of the event? Because <laughs> that's well, super, so good. That's man. super important. <laughs> the name of the event is unlikely. 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 How unlikely, man. How unlikely did all that stuff come together? How did, you know, how unlikely, you know, these people with these amazing stories and doing cool, cool things and how unlikely that I'm seeing, I'm seeing success in my business, in my life, how unlikely that I've turned that stuff around, how unlikely that, that we're all turning stuff around, you know, how unlikely all of it, you know? Um, but you know, at the same time, how likely, like we already knew, right? You know? we already knew it was coming. We already knew that we were meant for something more, um, you know, and so I, again, just like a regular dude in an unlikely event, um, you know, regular dude, irregular results, unlikely event, but likely attendees, you know, like it's just funny, um, ups and downs up is just as empowered, important and powerful as down is. Gosh, um, so I like to look so at all true. those things. It's like, we need those things. We, we can't balance it all. It's, it's impossible to do that, but that teeter is really important. Sometimes we need that dark to, to understand what's going on when we, when we're not in the dark period, you know, sometimes we need, you know, the hurt uh, yeah. and the pain to understand and appreciate the freaking phenomenal stuff that goes on. Um, you know, so I, I could go on and on about mushy, you know, sure. <laughs> but I mean, it's a part of, of the process too. You know, we are all in a process of whatever it is we're doing mm. and without the process, you're not going to get to the end result or the, the wanted end result. Um, so you can't skip over that, that dark area. It, it, that'd be great if you could, but the reality is I wouldn't, if I could go back and change it. So my wife asked me this, I'll share it with you. It was interesting. She said, Hey, is there, think back five years ago. Is there anything that you wouldn't have changed? We got married five years ago. Common sense answer. We got married. I wouldn't change that. She said, what about 10 years ago? And I said, hmm. I said, well, I wouldn't change the fact I got sober. She said, well, what about 15 years ago? And I'm like, damn, is this going to keep going? (laughs) And so the answer to that was I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have changed getting caught with four ounces of cocaine and almost going to prison because if that event wouldn't have happened, dude, we may not, we probably would not be sitting here. Mm-hmm. I may not even be on this earth. Who knows what could have happened, but I can tell you that day that I got caught, I sure as fuck wasn't thinking about how great it was. Yep. But yeah. I wouldn't change it for anything. Dude. I love that. Hindsight is twenty twenty, man. You, you couldn't have known in that moment, mm-hmm. um, but that's where, you know, just listening to the stories and, and just knowing, okay, they didn't really enjoy what they were going through yet. It led to all these amazing things, yeah. you know, like a lot of times people want to ask me about the money, like Michael, you, you know, you're killing it. You know, the five figure work week is blown up. Um, it's not a secret that we've sold some of our businesses for a lot of, you know, for a lot. Um, 
and some of those businesses did you know very well every year and uh and so with that it's like people want to talk about money and and then when i take it this direction like hey let's talk about the human stuff because that is usually the kicker um you know people people are like well i don't really want to talk about that i want to talk about like what what like do you use click funnels should i build a brand should i do a video i'm like yeah no not really none of that stuff's going to work um, <laughs> never will um it, that is the extension of you getting some things right first you know even if it's just a bit it's just a business like if we're just talking about nike yeah but what how's your leadership right like are your people can, can they convey the message can they direct that brand through your marketing, through your advertising, through your brand, through your product. And if the answer is no, then don't worry about the next campaign. It's not going to do a thing. It's not going to do what it needs to anyway. It's not going to further your brand. It's not going to do anything. It's taking you backwards. So, you know, when we start looking at that stuff, you know, I, I like the tactical stuff. Like, okay, let's, now we can talk about, you know, once that stuff's how, the sales conversation, you know, a lot of our coaches, their, their programs end up being anywhere from like five to $20,000. How do you have a $20,000 conversation when you haven't had it before? Well, if you freaking love your stuff and you know, it's going to move the needle and it's worth how much more in weight, you know, like then a $20,000 conversation is no brainer, right? If we built it the right way, that question, you should be offended when somebody says no, because it's worth a ton more. You know, um, you know, it's one of those things where like, you can't stop now. You can't because it's so freaking good. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it all ties together. You know, there's, there's, I, I keep no secrets, man. It's like, I've put, I've put in a lot of work in my life so that I'm equipped to take care of people this way, because I wish somebody did that for me, you know? And, um, I, I think there's nothing stronger than, um, being beaten up and understanding how now to defend yourself. Um, and I, I need to really quick, man, I know this might, might be a little, little, I don't know what this is going to be, but you know, literally we're coming off, uh, you know, for me anyway, it's about 24 hours, um, ago learning about Kobe, Kobe and his daughter oh, passing man. away. Right. Jesus. Yeah, and dude. You know, we, we like, I, I don't, I don't know who's listening to this, but I don't, I don't care if you like Kobe, if you don't like Kobe, you felt it. You right? damn right. In so many ways. If you're a dad, oh my gosh, what would that do? If you're the mom and like your, 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 your man and your daughter helped on, if you're a sister, you know, if you're whatever you feel it. And for me, I'm, I'm just looking at this and I did the math really quick. I'm like, wait a minute. I I'm six years younger than Kobe is right now. Wait a minute. My daughter is six years younger than his, than his daughter. We are the exact same age as, as them. So what would happen if we had six years left, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not going to be wasting my time doubting. Uh, I'm not going to be wasting my time giving my time to like all the, all the bullshit of life. Right. You know, so what? I'm not the most handsome. So what? I'm not the tallest guy. So what? I'm not the most talented, skilled, uh, whatever. Nobody is taking this life from me. I'm putting everything in. You see where we're going? Like, what's the holdup here, guys? Like, you know, there, there's nothing. There's nothing stopping us. And so, you know, if I look at that, if that way, and and if somebody were to just tell me, hey, Michael you know, you're 45, you're 35 now. When you're 41, that's game over. 
like that's how I want to live, you know, and, and you know, this, we don't know in 10 years what, what Kobe and his daughter's passing really will mean to right. someone, right. Um, how that affects everyone on this planet, everyone to come. Um, right now it sucks. It's, you know, unthinkable. We, we can't process it even. Right. And yet, you know, if we just, as weird as it's going to sound, maybe that pushes us to love a little harder. Maybe that pushes us to just actually kill it in our business or take better care of our customers or clients. Um, maybe it pushes us to go to that gym. Maybe it pushes us. Like I went to the gym late last night. It was like 9 30, 10 o'clock. And after I worked out hard and I ran me two miles, I went down to the gym and I, I shot a basketball for the first time in like maybe 10 years, you know, and it was just cool to miss 10 shots in a row, right. uh, you know, because it was just like, damn right. I'm not a Kobe. Now, <laughs> Do you know Kobe, what's interesting about how you looked at it and how I looked at it is I, it was almost exactly the same in that when, when the, when his age came across the screen, I went, fuck me, I'm 41 years old. He's, mm. he just fucking died. He's my age. Wow. Like that, that could have been me. Yeah. And so, so very similar. You just took it back six years and, and you're just scratching your head. Like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I think I didn't know much. Of, I mean, I know who Kobe Bryant was obviously. Um, but I didn't realize, I think he was actually a much better person than he was portrayed. I mean, not now people are portraying him as God now, of course, but, uh, the reason I say it the, the way I do is because he, he's got several quotes that say, you know, something along the lines of I've done my work here and I just want the legacy to continue in, in basketball or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But he was really, you know, he realized like I've done what I need to do in this space right now. And I'm going to go ahead and move to the next thing in my life. Fortunately, that didn't ha get to happen uh, as 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 much as he would have liked. But I think he was okay with with. I mean, I, for lack of better words, you know, passing. You know, I think he was okay with his life. Right. That's what it seems like. Well, and this is the craziest part, dude. And it's crazy, you know, to think you're you're both forty one years old. Right. You know, and if that doesn't just motivate the hell out of us to look at it and say, well, did I have, is my work done here? Am I doing it now? Um, you know, and, and here's the craziest part, you know, we will not know how his passing affects the rest of his family and pushes them. Um, the people in his organizations to step up and do, you know, carry out the vision, you know, we don't know how that, that, um, affects that seven-year-old little girl or boy that wanted to be the NBA star. And wow, you know, my idol is gone. You know, who's, who's going to fill those shoes? Right. Maybe it's me kind of a thing. You know, we don't know how it's going to play out. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, as, as hard as it is, because, you know, like Kobe's not, it's not, it's not like he's my older brother. Right. But, you know, when we look at our own people, that we may have lost. It didn't make it quite through. 
you know, as sucky as that is, it also leads to something else. It always does. It can't not affect change somewhere. Um, you know, and for me, like I think about my, uh, my stepmom, my stepmom was murdered when I was 15 years old. Um, super impactful person in my life. And, um, what happened from there? Well, my, uh, my brother became a psychologist so he could understand why and how he's now the Dean of a, a, a school, um, in Colorado, um, changing kids' lives. You know, my, uh, um, my other sister, uh, is a phenomenal mother to her daughters, her three daughters. And just like, it just, the, the lessons were imparted, you know, that is sometimes the work that is done here and it affects some crazy change. So for me, like in, when I look at business, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, like, we can make money. Okay. My clients can make money, but how are we really moving the needle here? Are we doing something that's going to change this world? Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I get it. Like we could make little mugs. Okay. Like I'm holding up a little mug. I've got, I guess a little <laughs> tiny like espresso cup. Like we could make those, but this still could be the thing that like, you know, a, a mom and son have their morning coffee together or morning espresso together somewhere in the world. And that was everything to them. You know, this pen, it's just a pen, right? But maybe this was the pen that I, I sold my first business and I wrote it on this, you know, using this pen, this pen now means something, you know, like, I don't know. You see, yeah. I keep, like, let's just keep going for another three hours on this thing. <laughs> we'll just go like, full Joe Rogan on this. Right? Yeah, let's go full Joe Rogan on this thing. Just, <laughs> who cares? But yeah, I think we're making the point. It's just like, there's so much to this thing. And I, I hope, honestly, I hope something that we talked about here moved the needle for someone where they're on the edge of their seat. Like they were driving to work and they had to sit in the parking lot an extra 15 minutes to finish this episode. I hope like so. I really wish it, 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 it you know, it, it carries that impact. I I'm, sh- I'm sure it will. Without a shadow of a doubt, somebody listening at some point, this will help shift their mind to a better place. Successful life podcast. This show, dude, I love, I love it. I love watching your Instagram. Love seeing your guests. And I'm like, okay, one day I'll be there. <laughs> you know, and like, boom, here we are. Yep, here we are. Here we are. So. Dude, thank you so, so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, as you can tell. Um, I mean, you know, usually I I talk a little bit more than today, but your stories have been so great. And we didn't even get to talk about the TEDx story. (laughs) (laughs) Version two. Yeah, version two. We'll get to that next time. But, um, dude, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's 5 o'clock here. So... Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly over there. right. Yeah. And I don't drink, so that saying doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> I was just saying, it's literally right. five o'clock. It is literally five somewhere. It's literally and actually, it's 3.02 p.m. here in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, my man. Well, listen, let me rock and roll. I appreciate the hell out of this. Thank you so much. And I'll be talking to you soon, my man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Corey. My pleasure, brother. Uh, oh, tell everybody where they can find you. Sorry. Oh, dude, uh, I'm in Utah. Um, so you just come to <laughs> right. Utah and then... <laughs> just look at uh, the yellow no, pages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. 
um, you know, I, I like to connect for real. So uh, why don't we do this? Like I could, I could send you to my websites. I could do all that stuff, but that does not equate to connection for me. So if you play on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, just come find me, Michael Marcial. There's, there's only a handful of us and uh, even fewer handsome bald guys that wear a five-figure work week hat in every photo. Um, so yeah, let's connect for real. Send me a message um, or an inbox, a DM, and, uh, and let me know you heard, you know, you heard us jam on, on Corey's show, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to connect for real. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, my man. Talk soon. You got it, brother. Later. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do. And look, if you really enjoyed today's episode, email me at SuccessfulLifePodcast at gmail.com and tell me what it was you enjoyed. And if there's somebody that you want me to bring on, then email me about that and tell me who it is. And I'll make sure it happens. So, you know, leave us a review, tell a friend, and until next time, folks, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.